Hey there, it's Danielle Alvari of VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Be sure to check out my new podcast, the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angles for all the LA teams, plus USC and my personal favorite and alma mater, UCLA. So if you're from Los Angeles or a fan of any of the LA sports teams and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So please subscribe, follow, and listen to the Los Angeles CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome into your Wednesday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Very excited to be back. Got some sun in Cabo. Not much, though, guys. I am a sunscreen freak, so I was all over that. I was at two weddings over the weekend, so I had a friend's wedding on Friday, and then my brother, my only sibling, my poor, sweet, lovely brother, scheduled his wedding for the day of the UCLA-USC football game. But I forgave him. I attended anyways, and it was beautiful, uh, as expected. Location was incredible. So all in all, great weekend, but I was exhausted when I got back. Man, international travel will take it out of you. But as I mentioned, UCLA and USC was going on over the weekend. Before I left, because I knew I would forget the day of to make this bet, I grabbed UCLA minus three and a half first USC. And frankly, I'm upset that I didn't didn't find something more. I didn't try to take more here. I did talk with Tookney from the LA Times last week about this game, and we thought this is going to be ugly. This is going to be an overfest, and it was. Final score, 62-33. to Dorian Thompson-Robinson, 16-22 of for 349 yards. He got 349 yards on just 16 passes, four touchdowns, and two interceptions, which means my bet cashed, the overcashed, and UCLA gets the victory bell back, which means all is right in the world again. And I really need it, actually that UCLA football game to cash for me because, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. In today's show, first we'll talk Rams at Packers and Chargers at Broncos. Then college football, Cal at UCLA, last UCLA football game of the season, senior night. You know, you'd love to see them pack the Rose Bowl for that, but I just don't think people are going to do it for a Cal-UCLA game. More on that later. Also, number 13, BYU at USC just seems mean to play this game at this point but nevertheless it must be played and it will not be USC's last game because their game versus Cal had to be rescheduled of course due to COVID-19 issues within the program at Cal so that game will actually be played the following week because well it doesn't matter frankly Uh, finally we'll wrap it up with some Lakers and Clippers discussion NBA you know 20 games into the season ish one and four, or one fourth, not one and four. Got betting on the brain, guys. Quarter of the way to check in here. But first things first, we'll always check out the Los Angeles lines available at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. So let's start with that college football. Cal at UCLA. UCLA is only a seven point favorite, total sitting at 57 and a half. As for that BYU USC game, flip side here, USC getting seven. So USC plus seven points. Total sitting at 63 and a half. Could that possibly have something to do with the fact that UCLA ran up the score on them just last week, 62 to 33? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it. NFL Rams at Packers. Packers are a one point favorite on Bet Rivers right now. Total sitting at 48, but a pick them in a lot of spots before this. So 
a little bit of line movement. Chargers also playing at the Broncos, Chargers minus three, which I was on primetime action, uh, the show that I used to be on at VSIN, Vegas Stats and Information Network. You should check it out. I was on primetime action on Tuesday evening before the UCLA Gonzaga basketball game. More on that in just a moment. And I said this Chargers-Broncos line, I asked Gil Alexander, who was on the show last Friday, make sure you check out that episode, that was a fun one. I asked him if this line was disrespectful to the Chargers. I said, doesn't it seem disrespectful to only favor the Chargers by three points? I know it's at the Broncos, so mile high, travel, etc. And we haven't seen the Chargers thrive on the road, but this three seems a little low to me. But we'll get into that. NBA action Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific time. Lakers at the Pacers. And the Pacers are the favorite here. One and a half point favorite. As for the Clippers, they host the Pistons on Friday. They had the Mavs on Tuesday. They went into overtime and lost. We'll talk about it. You can find all these odds at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. But before we get into any Rams or Chargers talk, as I just said, I got to talk about this UCLA Gonzaga game. You know I was really hyped for this. And what a flop. Like, what a letdown. Didn't we just, as basketball fans, want to see a really good matchup between number one Gonzaga and number two UCLA? Yes, Gonzaga was favored by seven points. Total sat about 156.5, was bet down to about 155.5 before the game. It went under... Because frankly, I mean, how could it not have? UCLA, the shooting was just atrocious. It was really, really poor. And, and part of it, to be fair, that Gonzaga defense was suffocating, especially in the beginning. It was interesting because two uh, technical fouls called, or flagrant fouls, excuse me, on UCLA in that game. I believe Jalen Clark had one, Tiger Campbell had another. The Tiger Campbell one was really questionable. And it was interesting to me because I really thought Gonzaga, when I was watching, was really playing tough defense, was really roughing up UCLA. Uh, and yet, uh, they were still trying to get shots off. They were pretty ugly shots, and they were missing open shots as well. It's tough because I also, if you look back, UCLA played Bellarmine before this game. And I mentioned this also before on primetime action. Tiger Campbell... Huge improvement for him this season, especially from beyond the arc. He was shooting 60% going into that Bellarmine game and then went 0 of 6. Now I'm thinking, okay, Vegas Arena, sometimes that messes people up. Travel, Mick Cronin mentioned that some of the players were sick dealing with that, but he did not give it as an excuse. Now maybe he should have because us as betters, we care about that. But even if you're not a better, you know, I care if a kid is sick or not, especially a college kid, especially a UCLA college kid. Nevertheless, whatever the reason, they were having trouble shooting. I think Hawkes also went 0 for 2 in that Bellarmine game. Then fast forward to UCLA-Gonzaga, same kind of shooting woes and having to face the Gonzaga defense, that's just not going to work. I believe that I was seeing a 17% shooting field goal percentage for UCLA through the first 10 minutes, so first quarter of this game. 17%. Meanwhile, at the time, Gonzaga was shooting 70%. It was ugly it was ugly Gonzaga got out to an early lead quick uh as you can imagine <laughs> the Zags won they covered very easily 83 to 63 the under hit unfortunately I had the over in this I also had UCLA plus seven so that is why I said that it was important that that UCLA beating USC ticket cash for me I should have taken UCLA money line now that I'm thinking about it 
Nevertheless, I did not expect that uh, the basketball team was going to be the one to let me down in terms of covering. But this is clearly, Gonzaga is in a league of its own. And by that, I just mean the clear number one team in the nation. And with the addition of Chet Holmgren, seven-footer, freak of nature, and I mean it in the best possible way, handles the ball like a guard, shoots the ball like a guard, aggressive, intense on defense, just really a star player here. And please, everybody, stop body shaming Chet Holmgren, by the way, PSA, because I think it's only making him better. I was so frustrated when I heard that at the very start of the broadcast. I was like, this is body shaming, you guys. He's doing his best. You know how hard it must be to put on weight when you're seven feet tall? No. And I'm talking about good weight here. He's an athlete. But geez. And think about the sport he plays. I just can't imagine how many calories you have to ingest. You must be eating all day. But then also, you have to go to basketball practice, which is a pretty cardio-intensive activity. I can't imagine how hard it is. So don't talk about his weight. Don't body shame the guy. Everybody always says, oh, he's tougher than he looks, too. He looks like he could be pushed around. The bottom line is the physics of it require that he does put on weight. But in the meantime, just enjoy watching this kid. Amazing. So much fun. Uh, not fun for UCLA fans. At Bat Rivers, 60% of the money and 50% of the spread bets were on Gonzaga. Uh, and the over got 58% of the money and 73% of the bets. So that makes me feel a little bit better. But as I mentioned, this line moved a little bit downward. So I went against the line movement, which usually it's respected betters, respected money big money bets that move that line uh so maybe pay attention to that and i also i hate betting overs i don't know if you guys are new to the show if this is the first one you're listening to if it is hi welcome uh if not then you guys have probably heard me say this before i don't like to bet overs uh which is really counterintuitive because i think that public money casual bettors like to bet overs they want to see a lot of points scored but i don't know i guess i'm just a defense lover and i knew better and nevertheless, two losses for me on Tuesday night. That was tough. Uh, but, you know, when you shoot 34.8% from, th from field goal percentage uh, and Gonzaga is shooting 56%, that's not going to get it done, UCLA. It's just not. They went 2 of 12 from 3, by the way, and Gonzaga 9 of 23. So again, Gonzaga, not a huge three-point shooting team necessarily. That needed to be where UCLA shined. Uh, and just... A really yucky game to watch. It was yucky, guys. That's how I feel about it. Uh, Mick Cronin was also, this is the last thing I'll say, was very short in the presser after the game. I really enjoyed this. I think Tariq Fatal, actually one of the reporters, UCLA Beat reporters, tweeted this, which I really found amusing. He said Mick Cronin was being very short in the presser after the game. I like that. You know, he's, he's obviously pissed. Uh, and he said that a reporter asked, down 20, what was the message at halftime? And that Cronin's response was, Stop giving up layups. Yeah, what else? Of course, it's as simple as that. Uh, it was a tough loss to watch. But I trust I trust Mick Cronin here. I think he'll make this a learning experience. UCLA will get better from here. They are also down Cody Riley, their big guy, who was very important in that final four run or final four game for them and run. So hopefully he'll be back, supposedly out for at least another week, but you know I'll keep you updated on that. Now then, we can finally get in to the Rams. Rams at Packers here. As I said, Packers a one-point favorite on Bet Rivers. Total sitting at 48. What's going on with the Rams, right? They're coming off the bye week. They've lost two straight to the Titans, very good team, and the 49ers, who, of course, very tough NFC West matchup as always. So the much-needed bye week came in week 11. 
Meanwhile, on the other side of things, the Packers, they've dropped two of their last three games. They lost to the Chiefs, but that was without Aaron Rodgers. We know he was out for <clears throat> reasons. And they lost to the Vikings on the road Sunday. Which, by the way, what is up with this Vikings team? Who, who do they even think they are? I always cheer for the Vikings defense and only the Vikings defense. And no, it is not a fantasy reason. It is a... UCLA reason. Uh, Eric Hendricks and Anthony Barr were linebackers at UCLA when I was there, and they lit it up. They were fun to watch. Them and Miles Jack, I mean, that was the show. So I love supporting those guys. Very nice dudes. So this Vikings team, I don't know where they came from or who they think they are, but good for them. Uh, Packers, however, been dealing with injuries, obviously COVID-19 absences, whatever, what have you. However, if you made me pick here, I lean Packers at home, right? Uh, they're perfect 4-0, actually, ATS at home this season. Again, that is a trend. That's just uh, statistics for you. It's not necessar necessarily a predictive stat. But cool to note that, hey, they do better at Lambeau. Uh, they're beating the spread actually by over a touchdown per game as well at home. So don't discount it. It's funny, too. I was just reading an article again uh today this morning and it was talking about how <laughs> how the spread is or how home field advantage excuse me is worth three points uh in the nfl and you guys know how i feel about this and we've gone over this before but again if you're new i'll just repeat myself that's not necessarily the case everywhere in the NFL. Not even a little bit. Not anymore. I mean, take Washington, for example, in D.C. You ask Gil Alexander about that one. Uh, it's just not the same from place to place. SoFi is another great example. Whose home stadium is that, by the way? Rams or Chargers? I know the Rams fans are going to be like, we were here first. But nevertheless, uh, it's not really a home field advantage to play at SoFi for the Rams or Chargers necessarily. Unfortunately so. I hope that changes, fans. But, you know, it's LA. We have other things to do. <laughs> so, that said, I do think the Packers have a home field advantage. Um, I don't hate an under here either. Uh, the Packers are allowing 19.5 points per game and are averaging 22.5 themselves. Meanwhile, the Rams averaging 22 and. 0.7 points per game, averaging 27.1 points per game themselves. I think they're going to have trouble with this Packers defense, depending on which one shows up, of course. The one that showed up against the Vikings, not so much. But hoping for a bounce back here. Uh, they were on the road for that one, so looking for a little Lambo love here. I'm going to go Packers on this, and uh, Rams prove me wrong. Get back on track, please. As for the Chargers, uh, three-point favorites at the Broncos. I mentioned this at the top, uh, how I kind of thought this line was a little disrespectful to the Chargers, but I get it. They've been like, it's like they're, <laughs> they were started out so strong. I'm imagining like tug of war for some reason. I'm imagining squid games. Like they started out so strong. The flag was almost to their side. They had almost pulled the other teams over the edge. And then just a slide, a skid towards the middle. And now it seems like they're fighting so desperately to get back to where they were. So don't worry. That's not a spoiler, by the way, for Squid Games. I did a really good job of not spoiling anything there. But that's kind of where we're at with the Chargers now is we're not getting consistency from them. The only thing we're really getting consistently is that they are dead last. 32nd in the NFL, allowing 145 rushing yards per 
game. Now, to be fair, uh, they did beat the Steelers and only allowed 55 yards, which, that, I mean, Steelers, a run-heavy team, but they barely beat them by four. So I believe that spread was three and a half before before anything got too crazy. So they did cover depending on what number you got. But the final closing number, I don't believe they covered. So, plus a high-scoring affair. You know, I get it. I get it. The confidence in this Chargers team has gone way down. Uh, and my question is, why is there so much confidence in this Broncos team? Again, total for this one, 47 and a half. Uh, the Broncos did beat the Cowboys, right? But who are the other teams they beat? The Giants? The Jags? The Jets, it's a lot of J sounds, and also the Washington football team. Meanwhile, the Chargers, who they're facing, have beat the Raiders, the Steelers, the Eagles, the Browns, which are all teams that Denver lost to. You know, I don't know the property. Is that transitive? Is that <laughs> Which property is that in math? But I just don't think that this is going to be a situation where the Chargers are even remotely in trouble of not covering this but to be fair I did not factor in travel the last couple times the Chargers were on the road for example versus the Ravens that one definitely hit that was complete east coast this is going to be more like mile high stadium kind of situation so that is something to factor in of course um but interested to look at the weather for this one too but I do believe I'm going to look a little bit closer to game time for that it's tough that Chargers defense needs to figure out a better identity than the one that they're showing us right now because we don't know what to we don't know what to do with this team it's not it's not going to be able to you know it's not going to have the legs to make it far if they don't figure out that defensive side of things but on a positive note for Chargers fans how about Justin Herbert he's thrown for almost 3000 yards in 10 games fifth in the NFL he's tied for fourth with 22 touchdown passes and he has the league's second highest QBR He's led the Chargers to five comeback victories this season. This season looks very different without this quarterback. Uh, Austin Eckler, too. A little shout-out to him as well. He's been great. 115 yards and four touchdowns versus Steelers. Wow. Epic. And is on pace for almost 1,000 yards rushing and 800 yards receiving. So very positive bright spots on the other side of the ball, at least. That said, I think that Herbert can get in and dice up this defense a little bit. So I like the Chargers minus three, if you couldn't tell by this whole little rant. Yeah. Here's something a little special, though. We do have Thanksgiving going on on Thursday. But don't worry, there will still be a podcast on Friday. I'm not going to leave you guys high and dry. But since uh, Friday will be after Thanksgiving, let's talk real quick about the Thanksgiving games. I was going to give you some of the betting splits from our friends at Bat Rivers. So, uh, Bears-Lions. Bears are a three-point favorite. Total sitting at 41.5. 34% of the money and 38% of the bets on the over. So, most people liking the under in this game. I can't imagine why. Perhaps because the Bears and Lions are playing. Uh, meanwhile, the Bears spread is taking 47% of the money and 56% of the bets. Uh, Bears money line, 65% of the money, 61% of the bets. So, even... Even uh, on the money line, not a ton of confidence in the Bears here. They are 1-4 ATS in their last five games. But they won three of their last four Thanksgiving games. So maybe they play better on Thanksgiving. That's what that trend means, right? 
I'm kidding, of course. Uh, so we'll see. You know, maybe the Lions are feeling charitable. And uh, hopefully Bears fans will be feeling thankful uh, for our cover, but we will see. As for the Raiders at the Cowboys, Cowboys a seven and a half point favorite total sitting at 50 and a half over getting 52% of the money and 77% uh, of the bets at Bet Rivers right now. Uh, the Cowboys spread is taking 73% of the money. Just wait for the money line and also 75% of the bets. Cowboys money line, 91% of the money and 83% of the bets. Uh, just no one has any faith. It looks like except for maybe that 9%. Uh, on the Raiders to win this game. Four straight Cowboys games, by the way, have gone under. That is highly variable. Depends on who the opponents were, of course. But uh, 50 and a half, not a terribly low total. So maybe, maybe another under in the future. Bills at Saints is your other game. Uh, Bills minus five and a half. Total sitting at 45 and a half. 36% of the money is on the over. But 67% of the bets. Isn't that interesting? So the public may be here, 67% of the bets liking the over, as the public tends to do. I hate saying the public. We the public. You know, I want to be part of the public. Do I? I just want to be on the winning side, guys. Uh, which usually tends to be unders in my experience. 36% of the money on the over. Yeah. So most of the money on the under for this game, under 45 and a half. Uh, Bill's spread is taking 84% of the money and 77% of the bets. Bill's money line has 88% of the money, 77% of the bets. So most confidence on Thanksgiving going to the Cowboys to beat the Raiders, it looks like. Uh, the Bills, meanwhile, are 1-3-1 one, and one, uh, ATS, I believe, in their last five games. That can't be straight up, is it? Man, what a time. What a, what a time to be grateful for some football. All right. Uh, oh, no, that is straight up. That's embarrassing. Well, lots to look forward to on Thanksgiving besides the turkey and accoutrement. Uh, I apologize for those who I offended last week by saying that I don't care about any of the Thanksgiving food and I don't really get the point of it because I think you should be grateful year round. All right. And I'm grateful for each and every one of you listeners, all five of you. Just kidding. There's only four. Uh, coming up, the final regular season game for UCLA uh, football. They host. Cal and number 13 BYU takes on USC. We'll get into it on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to Bet Rivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the Bet Rivers mobile app or go to betrivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where Bet Rivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. The VSIN midseason football special is here. Put the VSIN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport. Point spread weekly plus in-depth data and analysis on vcin.com. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Let's talk about UCLA football hosting Cal final game 
of the regular season, senior night. Very exciting. UCLA is a seven-point favorite, total sitting at 57 and a half. This is just not that exciting of a game, you guys, but I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it. You know I will. Uh, if you look at the side-by-side -side comparison of these two teams, I just don't think Cal's offense is strong enough to stay in this game with UCLA. That said, this is not a UCLA team that I am overly impressed with, which seems unfair to some, and I get it, uh, because it was not too long ago that uh, – we were complaining about the losses that UCLA was dealing with, Utah, for example, which is a really good team in the South, obviously, and really in the Pac-12. And now UCLA sits here as 7-4. and four. Now, hopefully 8-4 and four to finish the regular season, which is not a, not a terrible record, but here is where a lot of UCLA fans are getting upset, myself included. This is four years into Coach Kelly's tenure, and he has the most returning players. They were set up, in theory, to be so much better than this, right? There seems like very little excuses for allowing Jerry Azanaro to remain defensive coordinator this long. And an eight and four record is just not gonna do it for me. And maybe that's just too high of expectations. And maybe some people think that, you know, this is another step in the right direction. And those people are a lot more positive than me. Uh, nevertheless, let's continue the negative train. Let's look at Cal's offensive stats here. So uh, as I mentioned, looking at these side by side, Cal's offense averaging 24.7 points per game, 415.8 yards of offense, 236 or so of those are passing yards, about 180 rush yards per game. Uh, as for UCLA's offense, 36 points per game. So 12 more than Cal's averaging, uh, averaging 440 yards of offense. That's almost similar, and that's been kind of the case for Cal, actually. Passing yards for UCLA's offense, 231 yards, and rushing yards, 209. Uh, so, of course, we know that the area that UCLA has been struggling is defending against the pass. Their rush defense has been the one bright spot on the defensive side of things for them. Uh, as for Cal, as I mentioned, just rush about 180 yards per game is the average, and about 5.3 yards per rush, which is actually more than UCLA was averaging 4.9, which is shocking with Zach Charbonnet and Britton Brown in tow. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, Cal has just had a real tough time this season. But as we know, the Pac-12 has been a cluster F, if you will, <laughs> not knowing who's going to win from one week to which. I mean, Cal lost to Arizona 10-3, to then went out the next week and beat Stanford 41-11. to Now, I'm not saying it's the world's best Stanford team, but please, 41-11 to after losing 10-3 to and giving Arizona their first win of the season when they had started off scoreless through, what, eight games or more? So, I don't know what to make of this. Even The Cal Bears have won each of their three games this season when playing as at least seven-point underdogs. What? They beat Oregon State, too. I'm I'm tempted to play UCLA here because they should be the clear winner. Uh, but here's a little nugget that may sway you a little bit towards the Cal side of things. Is Cal is in a must-win situation. You hear that a lot. But they must win Saturday's matchup. And 
their following week game because yes, their game was postponed due to that COVID-19 concern issues on their team. They didn't have enough players, I believe. Uh, lots of issues going on within that program. The week they were supposed to play USC, which was not last week, but the week before. So it was rescheduled for next week. So Cal has to win against UCLA and then against USC to become bowl eligible. Now the question is, do they care about that? These are college kids. I think they care. Uh, and they could beat SC, frankly, the way SC is looking. I mean, we saw how they looked against UCLA uh, and frankly, how they've looked since Drake London was injured. Uh, I don't even know if they figured out their quarterback situation, really. They don't have a coach, truly. Their coach got fired early in the season. It's just like, let's wrap this up if you're a USC football fan at this point. Uh, but, you know, it's tough. The last time Cal beat UCLA was 28-18. to That was on November 30th, 2019. Also their last win at the Rose Bowl. This is a no play for me. I go back and forth. It should be UCLA. That much is certain. Maybe an under, 57.5. I think Cal's going to have trouble scoring. But maybe they figure out that UCLA uh, pass defense is struggle bus. And maybe they figure out how to exploit that. They just beat Stanford 41 to 11. I don't know what to do with this. It's a no play for me. It's not even, you know, it's a watch, but a no play for me. As for USC, number 13 BYU at USC. BYU is 9 and 2. USC is 4 and 6. That's straight up. And USC is getting seven points here. So plus seven. Total sitting at 63 and a half. High total, but no surprise after that 62 to 33 loss to UCLA last week. Plus BYU, as I mentioned, number 13. They're ranked. This is a good football team. Stormy Bonatoni, who works with VSIN and is also an ESPN sideline reporter who's been on the show a couple times before, one of my favorite guests to have on. She is going to jump on ahead of Friday's pod to discuss this game because she will be doing the sideline for it. Look out for her. She is so entertaining to watch on these broadcasts and so uh, well-prepared. BYU's 5-6 and six ATS. USC is 3-7 and seven ATS. Uh, the Trojans have been an underdog by seven points or more this season. Uh, two times, failed to cover both. They've been the underdog in three games this season. They've failed to win any of those contests. Uh, so this, again, probably a bloodbath. I, I said this at the start. This seems unfair to be making USC play this game at this point. They're just not even limping, crawling into the finish line of this season, and they have to play a makeup game next week. And what are they playing for? Not a coach, not a, even a quarterback. The leadership positions, I mean, no one is leading this team at this point. And even Drake London, their star wide receiver, can't even give him a little moral boost. So I, I feel bad. I feel bad for this USC team. And frankly, I'm sure BYU does too because, you know, Cougars are such nice people. Uh, 63 and a half is high for me on the total. Is USC going to be able to score against this BYU team? That is a question you should ask yourself. They were able to score a little bit against that UCLA team. It was a rivalry week, a very high scoring game. Maybe we see that again, especially because I don't think BYU is going to have any trouble scoring on USC. But 63 and a half, it's high. I'm crazy. I'd look at an under, but it's a no play for me as well. Coming up, let's get into the NBA Lakers and Clippers. That's next on the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. 
The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to BetRivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the BetRivers mobile app or go to BetRivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where BetRivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Welcome, welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by BetRivers. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. If you made it this far, thank you. And if you're just fast forwarding ahead to listen to the NBA talk, I hope I don't disappoint you here. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Lakers and Clippers, uh, both about almost 20 games into their season, 82-game season, I believe, this year. So about of a quarter of the way in. Taking a look here at the Lakers first. They're 9-10. and 10. Woof. Woof. Uh, but they are ranked 19th in VEASAN's power rating. So if you go on VegasStatsAndInformationNetwork.com, VEASAN.com, uh, you can sign up for all kinds of great information. We have a great senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, who's always putting out great updates every day for all the games going on. Uh, so that is definitely worth taking a look at. Uh, and they also have, as I mentioned, just power ratings. And if you can believe it, the Lakers are ranked lower than the Clippers right now. And a lot of that has to do with the absence, let's say, of LeBron James on and off for health issues and non-health issues. Uh, I'm looking up right now the Lakers, yeah, Western Conference, still 4-1 to one to win the Western Conference, just behind the Warriors and the Jazz on Bat Rivers uh, to win the Pacific Division, 4-1 to one as well, behind the Warriors and the Suns, not a bet I would look at. Uh, the Suns are looking good for that, but plus 160, not stellar. Uh, and the Lakers despite this start, are 8-1 to one to win the NBA championship. They were the second favored team to win. If you'll remember, the Nets were the first, I believe. They were kind of neck and neck. The Nets are now plus 250. The Warriors are plus 650. And the Bucks are 7-1. Then the Lakers sit behind them at 8-1 to one on Bet Rivers. So, kind of a decent number, actually, if you want to get the Lakers at 8-1. to one. But Think about what you've seen so far this season. Now, for example, on Tuesday night, the Lakers lost to the Knicks. The Knicks. Yeah, you heard that right. 106 to 100. Uh, LeBron James did not play, of course. He was serving his one-game suspension for his part in the altercation with Isaiah Stewart and the Pistons on Sunday. Man, that was a hell of a hit. Hell of a hit. Uh, but he had to serve his suspension for that. I don't know what got into Stewart. It was demonic. It was, I mean, he was pissed. Uh, but nevertheless, the suspension has been served. But before that, LeBron was out for a while with, you know, a back injury and dealing with that as well. Uh, Anthony Davis has been, you know, doubtful, questionable, probable, all of these different things for these games. Uh, and in that and in that way, Russell Westbrook has had to step up a little bit, and sometimes he's risen to the challenge, and more so lately. Uh, but initially, it was not the case. Now... Tuesday's game, triple-double from Russell Westbrook. What else is new? It's a standard order. Whenever I hear it, I think of In-N-Out Burger. Uh, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, 31 points. And Anthony Davis, 20 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. So still got in there, got in some work. But they did not get the win, right? And did not cover, obviously. So... They need LeBron. They just, this team does, of course. That's why they're ranked as high as they are. It's the combination of LeBron James with Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, whatever, what have you. But it's LeBron James here. The Lakers are four and six straight up and five and five ATS without LeBron this season. Okay. 
during his eight game absence due to injury, this was they were outscored 6.2 points per every 100 possessions. So it's the offense here that struggles without LeBron, which is surprising because at the start of the season, I did talk about how he might be their best defensive player uh, and that that's where they were going to struggle. But they went from averaging 113.4 points per 100 possessions with him on the floor to 101.9. All of this, again, great information that Jonathan Montobel, our senior NBA analyst, has put together. He's on top of this stuff. All that to say, the Lakers offense, not where it needs to be without LeBron out there. Because, you know, he's pretty good at basketball. And health, as always, will be the key for this team moving forward. This geriatric team. Just kidding. They're not geriatric. Uh, Clippers, 10-8 and eight right now. Got that eighth loss, actually, uh, versus the Mavs on Tuesday. They, that game went to overtime. They lost 112-104. to 104, And they only scored one point in overtime. Not going to do it. And that sums up where the Clippers are at right now also having offensive woes. But on Vston's power rankings right now, ranked 13th. Uh, they host the Pistons on Friday. So Tuesday's game versus the Mavs, big game for Reggie Jackson, stepped up 31 points from him, 26 points from Paul George. Uh, the Clippers did get Marcus Morris Sr. back in the lineup for the first time since October, October 23rd against Memphis. Five rebounds, 10 points from him. Uh, but they needed more. They needed more. Uh, Nicholas Batum was sidelined with COVID, which was not ideal uh, because this offense, struggling, struggling. They limited their last five opponents, of course, defensively, to just 101.6 points per 100 possessions. But they've scored 98.8 points themselves. Uh, two and three straight up and ATS in those contests for that reason. So... You can't go into overtime and score one point. That's just not going to win it. Uh, all that to say, it's still very early in the season. So if you're a Clippers fan, don't stress too much just yet. A uh, lot more to come. Actually, this NBA season, it's a it's a beast of a schedule for the players and for the fans, frankly. This is a lot for us. But we love it. We're grateful for it, especially to have them back in action uh, because we've seen what it was like to have to at least delay seasons like that. So don't stress just yet. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast. New shows three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So new show coming on Friday. In the meantime, if you'd be so kind, uh, pass it along to the to a friend. If you like the pod, uh, let them know or don't. Steal their iPhone. Leave a five-star rating on the Apple, uh, Apple uh, what am I thinking of? Apple uh, Pods. You know what I'm talking about? Apple Podcasts. <laughs> there it is. Uh, steal their phone. Put a five-star rating. Leave a nice comment. Uh, asterisk over nice there and then give it back to them and they'll never be the wiser and I'll be so grateful uh feel free to tweet at me at Danielle Alvari I'll be back you guys I'll be back as always for more fun and games on Friday as I mentioned so come on back for more of the Los Angeles City Cast presented by Bet Rivers at Bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.